we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here once again with my co-host, Armin, to talk all things Potomac. And we're in the final days of this lake house um, trip, ladies' trip to Monique's lake house. And wow, what a doozy we had here. This was an intense episode. I rewatched it because so much happened. And between the Monique Candace fight being set up, Karen's, you know, drunken confessions, mm-hmm. you know, and Fireball will do that to you. Um, oh, yeah. The biggest story of them all, Ashley finding out about Michael's extracurricular activities. So much happened. This is the inflection point of the season. When you look back on season five, right? I feel like this is the episode that we'll all agree set the stage for the epic finishes. Yes. Monique and Candace's fight, we know that's coming. Whatever the Michael revelation is going to be, we know he cheated, but you know what's the extent of it? Uh, this was a monumental episode. I mean, it really sets the stage here. I, everything sets the stage, but this was really dramatic. sets the stage yeah. yeah it was huge it was huge so many big things happened and the episode was great it was entertaining let's get into it because we have a lot to talk about um the episode starts with the ladies coming back from the dinner well we see at the dinner that Giselle's like no we're not gonna let Candace reveal this information about Ashley and Michael at the dinner it's not the time and the place she gets a situation to where they are going to have a conversation one-on-one with Ashley at the house later. So while they're getting ready for Ashley to put the baby to sleep so that she can come down and have the conversation with them, Monique's trying to get everyone out to the fire pit to like do s'mores. Now Monique knows something's up with Giselle and Candace and cannot leave them alone. And I know everyone was like, Oh my gosh, this is, she's so annoying. Like let her let, let them like leave, like let them just have their moment. But like, honestly, I get it. And I know, I know Monique is getting a bad edit. I know Monique is the mm-hmm. villain. Mm-hmm. I know it. But let me tell you, I understand the annoyance and frustration when you invite people to your place. And then you're like, okay, we're all going to go out and do this thing. And then two people sat behind, stand behind to like discuss something. Like, that's shady. Like, come on. But I get, I get it. But at the same time, I understand Monique's real reaction to the situation. I feel like they made her look like she was crazy when that's something... Not crazy. No, we've all been there, right? When you're in a group setting, but then someone needs to go have a private conversation. And you're so curious as to what's being Mm -hmm. said, especially given the context, right? Exactly. Well, no one knows exactly what the context is. They just know that these two, Candace and Giselle, who are like troublemakers, are talking. Right. And that's the context. And the way that it was set up at the dinner. See, and like, and the thing is too, it's like, a party it's like a show not like a show it's like a party that everyone's like invited to specifically an event it's your house it feels weird and like the only time i'll ever let people like go off and do their thing excuse me when like 
they're at a party that I'm hosting and like, I don't want them to be part of the group is like, if they're going to hook up, <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a pro, I'm a, I'm a matchmaker, Eddie, the love doctor. If I see like something happening, I'll let you sneak away, but don't think you're just going to like gossip by yourself. I need lips touching lips for me to approve private behavior at a party. I think the difference uh, between like this private meeting and any other private meeting at a party for the most part is how well kept the secret was. Yes. Yes. Because normally during these private meetings, everyone knows what's going on. Oh yeah. Right. It's like, Oh, we know they're talking about this or we know uh, that they're going to hook up. Like you said. Yeah. Or if you don't know what's going on, they immediately tell you when they come back. Yeah. But in this case, I think it was even more annoying because they didn't tell them. They kept it actually a secret. For the first time in Housewives history, they kept it a secret. Any other time, one would spill the beans. And like you said, this is a common occurrence. This is a universal circumstance, yeah. scenario. Oh, the, the, the trying to find the graham crackers in the in the pantry for like 10 minutes i i know and kansas like you've been there wanted to find the damn grand carcass but like i i that's me that's a that's a topic 101 i you know me i'm a sneaky sneak scorpio but normally I, it gets out right like one person yeah. tells someone and then the word gets around and it's like oh okay that's what they were talking about or oh they're hooking up okay yeah i can yeah, see that and happening this, and this was kept secret and technically it's kept secret all the way until they get home which I find until it all blows up, which we find out. But um, I mean, good on Candace. I have to say, and this happened last episode. I know I'm not supposed to like Candace, Mm -hmm. but I do. I do too. I like all parties involved because I like Monique too. Same. That's the problem is like, I know, I know. And this is a weird, this is a weird world for me. This is a weird franchise where I don't dislike anyone on the cast at all. Like, I truly yeah. like every single person on the cast. Um, okay, let's talk about... Okay, let's talk about this drinking endeavor between... Was it Karen, Robin, Giselle? Candice, uh, Karen. Monique, Karen, and Wendy. Those four. Oh, it was those four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Giselle had to go accept her literary award... So she, I think she went to bed early, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Ashley, Ashley has the baby. baby. Yeah, there was the cute little shot of her and and Dean sleeping. Dean is a, such a cute little baby. He's really, <laughs> like, he's really gotten so cute. I do like him. Um, okay. Imagine uh, if you took the stance so that you didn't like this baby. You can't. What you choice can't do you have, Eddie? You, you, ha- you, you, you can't, <laughs> yeah. You can't not like a baby. It's not going to be like, mm-hmm. there's, there's, if there's anyone in this cast I hate, it's the baby. <laughs> Dean has to go. That would be the end of this podcast if if we right, took a yeah, very hard anti-Dean stance. I'm an anti-baby. That's just that's no, I'm kidding. I love kids. Um <laughs> moving forward. Uh okay, but yeah, this this drinking fireball Karen Huger drunk epic is my favorite Karen Huger. It's vulnerable. We get her really opening up about Ray, Ray? In, in a way we will never and see otherwise finances and everything. I'm like, girl, do you understand what you're saying on camera? And she said it herself. When you're drunk, that's when you're at your most honest. 
Yeah. She said it. She straight up said it. Um, we all get in those moods, by the way. Speaking of like universal concepts, when you get so wasted that there's no stopping whatever is in the back of your mind that's bothering you from coming out. Exactly. Because you're just too drunk and you just have to talk about it. You need that catharsis. And you could tell Karen had been sitting on that for a long time. Oh, yeah. Since the tax stuff happened, right? And I think she really wanted to talk about it with someone. And I think she wanted to do it on camera. And guess what? She got her chance. Yeah. It was really great when Karen um, then wanted to talk about Candace and Monique. And she's like, so what's up with you? What's up with you two? Like, like, are you guys actually cool? You know, like, what's going on with you two? <laughs> and Monique's like, look, I just want to have fun. I just want to take shots and have a good time. She wasn't at that level. Um, I wish she was. Because, yeah. again, when you are that wasted, that's, we get the true story. that's when stuff starts to spill. You know, and I, I loved seeing Karen that way. It was great. It was really fun. I, I loved seeing the side of Karen. I'd like to see her a little bit drunk and, like, secrets revealed more. She fully blacked out. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see this again. I think this was a no. one a one moment shot of Karen Huker. But I loved it. Um, Fireball, I haven't had in forever. And seeing them just take shots of it, I'm like, PTSD. Um, I haven't had it in seven years. Seven years? I vividly remember the last time I, I had Fireball. Seven years ago. Crazy. I yeah. feel like I had Fireball like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, for me it was seven years ago. Also, nobody in my orbit drinks it. I've got some trashy friends. Because um, <laughs> Fireball, just telling y'all, don't think Fireball is a classy drink. It's not. Own own it. Own your wor- own what it is. Drink I'm, it up. I'm more of a tequila guy. Same. You know I'm a tequila yeah. boy. You know, especially for shots. A whiskey, too. I think I'm done with shots. Really? Yeah. No, stop it. Armin, it's been it's it's been a turning point over quarantine. I can only do cocktails. But have you even tried a shot recently? Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do it. I think my body would reject it. Stop. <laughs> you could do it. Eddie, you have it in I you. Just, you are famous for taking shots. I know, but it's been so long. It's like a, such a hidden part of myself. It's like it's like a it's like a stone that needs to be awakened and like brought back into life. We'll bring it back to life. Oh, gosh, no. Okay, well, speaking of bringing people back to life, the ladies wake up the next morning, uh, and the husbands are coming. So mm-hmm. the husbands are all coming to the trip. Um, we are still kind of in confusion about the whole Ashley thing, because Ashley essentially tells the ladies that, like, she doesn't care what they've heard, because... She does her own investigations herself. Um, she reads text messages, emails, sniffs, sniffs underwear, mm-hmm. which like I've, I haven't sniffed the underwear. I've, I haven't gone that far. That's insane. That's crazy. I, you know, if your relationship has devolved to the point of you are putting your face into underwear because of your extreme distrust maybe reevaluate the relationship and that's putting it mildly. No, get out. Get out while you can. Come on. What? You want to be sniffing underwear on a weekly basis for the rest of your life? Is this what you want to be doing? Either trust them, get over your shit and trust them or break up. That's my view. Am I being (sighs) wrong, Eddie, the love doctor? You're not like, that's the realest thing is like, 
break like break up like my thing is, is or trust the person or no but you see the problem uh, is is like when you say that you can trust someone and like oh i'm gonna go back and trust them you're always gonna harbor these things you're always gonna harbor that baggage unless you can really truly remove it go to therapy and be like a good person and be like i'm gonna like do this thing it's very very hard but that's what you like, have to do if you want to go back you don't want to live with that anxiety yeah. on a daily basis, no. right? No, why would you? Yeah, doesn't make sense. I just, I yeah. And she I can't be don't. in denial over it. She can't say, oh, no, I'm fine. No, you're not. You're sniffing underwear. You're putting underwear in, in your, your face. face. Like, what are you doing? That's absurd. I mean, did you see Giselle's reaction over it? Yes. Like, uh, I I just don't I just don't know I don't the thing is it's like if you can't I'm sick of all these people like thinking that like they have to stay in a relationship because it's like what's good on paper or what they think I read Untamed by Glennon Doyle and I'm all about like being untamed in my life now where you don't have to follow the rules of society but like you know you don't have to be in this sad relationship because you think you have to be in this sad relationship is what I want her to know like i know there's probably an arrangement i know there's probably some kind of money situation see i was going to ask you about that do, do you have a theory on why she's staying it's not for the optics she could leave the guy and nobody would be mad Blink at her and i yes see that's the thing it's like it's not people are rooting for her to leave this guy so yeah there's no pr implications no, that are negative I think it's it's got to be money it's got there's got to be some kind of money. arrangement that they have which makes me really upset because it's like ugh. You know, like, you can do so much better. I hate to jump ahead, but did you see in the preview what she says? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That could mm-hmm. be a factor. Do we want to say they, it or is that That they sleep spoiler? with other people. That right. they've slept with yeah. other people. Or you just spoil it see, for the like, fans. See, and that's the thing. And that's the thing is, like, if they have an open relationship with, like, clear mm-hmm. boundaries and, like, rules, like, let us know that. I would be much more interested in the storyline of Ashley being like, hey, I'm trying to navigate this open relationship with my husband who happens to be bisexual. He still like he still wants to get with men and other women. I'm trying to figure out how I want that because I obviously love him, care for him. We have a kid and another one on the way. Mm-hmm. This is how we this is how I'm learning to navigate his needs. If it doesn't work for me, let's have a conversation about it. Like like that's my thing is like let adult like can it, adults be adults? Here's a plot hole. What is it? Are you ready for it? I'm nervous. What is it? If they have an open relationship, why is she sniffing his underwear? See, and that's, that's the thing. And hole. that's and that's the plot hole. And so like that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like if this arrangement but that's the thing. Then mm. then there's all the thing about open relationships. It's like, is he going behind her back? Why would uh, you need to? Well, that's the thing, is sometimes in open relationships, like you get you get an inch and you take a mile. So like there mm-hmm. could be like the rule of like, hey, if you want to go hook up with someone go right ahead do your thing. Like we just have to have the communication. You let me know who this person is X, Y, Z. There's not going to be a relationship moving forward after this. Awesome. We're on the same page, but then he's like, well, you know, I, I've got this and I, you know, I'm having that. And like, if I want to get this on the side and not let her know, I can go hook up here. And then he's like, Oh, I've been taking, you know, I'm taking like meetings and X, Y, Z. And it's like, okay, no, you're not. You're getting some extra, extra fun junk on the side. So maybe he gets off on breaking the rules, in which case you got to break it off with him. Yes. Because if you're giving him that inch, you know, then the dude should be fine. He's going to be like, that's the thing is like, I don't understand. Like if you're, if your wife, significant other husband partner is, if you're willing, if you're, if they're willing to work 
with you on something that might be different for them. Cause I feel like Ashley isn't really as into this open relationship as Michael. And I don't know if that's the truth or not, but like if she's willing to, you know, do this for him, he needs to have the respect to follow the rules of the arrangement. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I can't wait to see what happens next week. That's going to be crazy. Can we quickly talk about Monique's overreaction to Giselle and um, Candace and Ashley having that little private conversation? Oh, of course. Because I have a theory. I want to hear your theory, but I honestly truly think Monique is getting, getting a villain's edit. I don't think it's that. Okay. Because what she said and how she reacted, it can't be edited to create that that sort of um, vitriol, right? Like, you know, maybe it wasn't like as concentrated in a short period of time, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, but she was, you know, pretty upset, and she, I mean, there was a walk off. Candace walked off. She's like, "I'm done with yeah. this." So, I yeah. mean, tensions did flare up, right? That's undeniable. Something happened there. So it wasn't just editing deceiving us. No. Okay. I understand. So what's your theory? My theory is that Monique wanted to bring attention to her infidelity rumors. Because the whole thing was being framed as people shouldn't be bringing up uh, infidelity. Because at that point, they all find out, right? That, oh, okay, the thing with, you know, Michael's brought up, Candace brought it to Ashley and for the most part everyone thinks that Candace did the right thing that it was a very respectful move but not Monique Monique is pissed off about it and she thinks that you know Candace had cynical uh, motivations to do it right yeah she was basically saying if there are rumors swirling around about people we shouldn't we shouldn't be talking about this in front of the camera like none of us would want that and it kind of felt like the whole time she was intimating like i've got these rumors so i don't want anyone talking about them but i kind of do want people talking about them i want the attention on me yeah that was the feeling about you yeah that that was the feeling i got um that she kind of wanted someone to blurt out like oh like the rumors about you stepping out and you know uh sleeping with your trainer like are, are are those the rumors you're referring to that you don't want brought up directly I think that Monique was angling uh, to get a little bit more story time. And, hey, what's juicier than uh, infidelity on the Housewives, right? I I really think that's what was going on there. Because Candace was kind of intimating at it, too, by saying, like, you're overreacting. Like, you keep making this a big deal. I stopped talking about it. You keep bring it up why are you harping on this this doesn't even make sense nobody cares ashley is cool with it she's happy i brought it up to her i felt like monique was really trying to insert her situation into it because it was a little bit analogous right yeah infidelity rumors i get what you're saying yeah no i think i think monique I think Monique, I think you're on to something. I think Monique is like jealous of the attention Candace is getting and how mm-hmm. Candace is moving through the group and how Monique ended last season thinking she was going to kind of be the star and she was kind of going to be the centerfold because of the fans and everything and how she kind of positioned herself. But I feel like she's kind of actually like jealous of Candace and how Candace is like in all of these conversations yep. and dramas and she's not. And I think that was a, that's a really fair and good theory that you have of her trying to put herself in now now that i I was like working through it in my head and i'm like oh my gosh you're right 
I just didn't understand why otherwise she would care so much about Candace talking to Ashley about it, especially if Ashley didn't care. Yeah. Well, the men come. Mm-hmm. And Chris Samuels, uh, I have an issue with. <sighs> yeah. That was weird. Like, I know we were joking about the sex thing before, but, like, it's bad. Like, and it's starting to make me feel bad for Monique and maybe, like, understand why she has all this, like, anger and stress. And it's because her husband, like, only cares about her for her body. Didn't she say something like, oh, so you only view me as, like, someone who gives you oral sex or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, like, after they did the the um, the um Mimic Your Wife, which I loved yeah. other Chris pulling out the knife hilarious that was amazing actually also, they all dr. did a great job yeah dr Wendy's husband being like no what am i supposed to wear no i don't like that like that was a really good because that's a conversation i've had before with someone being like what should i wear and they're like you should wear that like why aren't you picking you're wearing and like no but i need you to help and then it's like well no i don't want to wear that so why'd you pick that like it was good actually ray was quite good ray i mean i love ray that was funny <laughs> ray's so funny ray See, I and the thing is, is like Ray, I think really knows Karen at this point, mm -hmm. which yep. is what made it so good, you know? Yeah, and Chris was the only one who who really failed. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, yeah he he's again. I was gonna say like I feel like it's not a bad edit for him because like I know he is saying those things still, and they can't just put those pieces. That, you know what I mean? Like like you said before, he still did say and do those things. So it's not like a bad edit where they make him look like the villain, but wow, they are really showing him in this light, which honestly is probably giving a little bit more understanding for Monique as we move forward, which I'm sure we're going to, that's probably going to play into all of the drama that we get next episode. Yeah. I mean, the editors didn't make Chris grab that bottle and mimic a blowjob, exactly. you know, exactly. like the editors can't do that. They can only do so much, right? They are all powerful, but not that all powerful. Not that powerful. <laughs> um, I also um, was shocked at the story between Wendy and her husband, Eddie, and their families and how basically they haven't seen Eddie, Eddie's mother mm -hmm. since the wedding because basically their two families, it's like a Romeo and Juliet situation. Their families don't want them to be together, but they love finds a way. Wendy Capulet. Yes! And I Eddie Montague. Like, living my little housewives, Romeo and Juliet fantasy. I was like, Forget Leonardo DiCaprio. We need Eddie up in here. Not me, obviously. Wendy's Eddie. Um, yeah, it was cute. It was cute. I want. I want that remake. I want that. And the happier ending in this case. Hey, yeah, they don't die. They have two gorgeous kids, and Wendy has four degrees. Um, I forgot. How many? Three. Four. Four. four degrees. Okay. Four, four degrees. Yeah. Right. Uh, which we love her for. I love this whole like I'm. That bitch, I know it annoys you, but like I'm like her waving at these ladies' faces and be like, y'all stupid. I love it and at times it grates on me, you know? It's it's a love-hate thing. I know. I know. There's love-hate with all these ladies in the show. That's uh, true. <laughs> I mean, I, can we I think we just need to talk about the to be the continued. Weird, yeah, the to be continued. So we get this weird scene. So like basically the, you know, everyone's at the enjoying themselves at uh, Monique's event. And then it's like 24 hours later and it shows Ashley in the car he's talking to Michael and Michael just keeps repeating. He's like, oh, no, you caught me at a bad time because I was going over uh, documents. And, uh, you know, I was just I was 
reviewing uh, documents and she's like i heard you thank you for letting mm-hmm. me know and he's like hey, you know I, uh, that's why you know i was it was a hard time you know i was and she's like you don't say it again she's like please don't say it again and he says it again like obviously he's lying um he's his boyfriend's probably right there under the table um <laughs> you know and oh, you caught me at a bad time but i think he's also just an asshole it may not even been that. I think he's an asshole. They were meeting, he right? Want to talk to her? Yeah, I think he just didn't want to talk to her. But then we see the hotel well, then, room. Picks. Then we have Giselle being like, "Oh, everyone's DMing me about it. It's out. Mm-hmm. Like, I got all the information. It's like, and I love it. Twenty four hours later, one hour later, like, no time. The casino photo, <sighs> or was it video? There was video, right? Yeah, well, I believe there's video, but then I've seen that photo of like him in the hotel room, like hunt, like over like the dresser area. Yeah. Like we've we've all seen that photo. Um, I'm willing to. I'm I'm not willing. I'm interested to see what he has to say, and what he confesses to. Um, As if you have a choice. I'm willing to hear what he has to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'll think to hear about it. Side. You know, I'll give him a chance. Um, but yeah, I just find Michael so gross, and I'm interested to see what he's going to say and what Ashley is going to do. And honestly, we know they stay together, y'all, because like Ashley just posted that she's pregnant with baby number, Dar- baby Darby number two. Mm. So it's like, pray for everyone. It looks like Michael is gearing up to confess, though. Yeah. The way that to be continued happened, right? I forget exactly what he says, but well, he's he, like, I have to tell you something. He's like, he's like, well, there's a rumors, but like I, something did happen at the casino that right. I need to tell you about. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Something I, happened. I, I just want them to be actually to be like, we're in an arrangement. I'm getting paid this much amount of money to be with him. I just need to know the truth. But those arrangements typically come with an NDA. And you know what? NDAs expire. It's true. Well, sometimes they don't. And also, I think NDAs are so stupid for relationships. It's heinous. I mean, that's not a real relationship. You know, what kind of marriage comes with an NDA? That's clearly... Michael Darby, you are not Tom Cruise. You're not trying to hide Scientology, unless you are. Like, that makes your relationship more of a business partnership than exactly something you know built off of you know love and and caring for one another unconditionally if you're having to sign ndas and this and that and you know monthly payments uh uh you know as a part of a contract that's that's a business partnership that's not love that's not a, a marriage as we conceptualize it you know yeah um, but hey you know people have their different um situations yeah, I don't like Michael Darby. I don't think anyone does. I think that's the consensus. I love all the women on the show. I'm really enjoying Potomac. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with the fight. Is next episode? We're like what, like five episodes in, and we're already getting the fight. Seven episodes. Seven. We're not even halfway through, and we're already getting the fight. That's crazy. How does it go from basically zero to sixty like that? They're I mean, in a we bad place been right at zero. now. We've been at like thirty-five to forty, no, and now it's no, gonna go to no, no. They've they've been twenty-five around each other. Five, five, thirty-five in that scale, right? If sixty is literally a fist fight, um, thirty-five. I'd is, say thirty-five is Monique complaining about not being involved in the conversation. No, that's nothing though. In the grand scheme of okay, housewives, okay, then twenty, then twenty. But yeah, so 
It's zero to sixty. The tension is there, but yeah. they're able to go out to dinner. They're able to take shots of fireball together and yeah. be up till five in the morning and chat and have fun. Um, it's crazy how like I I can't imagine what propels that fist fight. It looks like there's some grabbing. Mm-hmm. From Candace's side, they get into each other's faces. I know there's alcohol involved, so we'll have to see. I can't wait. That's going to be crazy. Well, I think we mentioned it all for our Potomac episode. We mentioned um, it all. We are so excited to have so many more things um, that we will be recapping. Not only Potomac, but we will be following OC, Salt Lake City. We're doing Beverly Hills and New York right now. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you're listening. To get all of those, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And of course, as always, we're on social media. So find us there at H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. And if you haven't yet, check me out on Instagram too. I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada. And we will see y'all next time.